Alex Newman has an interesting article at The New American, how states can rein in federal spending. Now, this is very important. Pay attention to this. Because we have CBDC on the horizon. It's one of the things that really concerns me. And with CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, looming, and of course, um, Monday, Labor Day, if my calculations are correct, is 180 days after March the 9th when Biden put out his executive order telling all of the different agencies, I want to report and I want to uh, know what you're going to do. Every single government agency. I want to know what you're going to do to push central bank digital currency. I want it in 180 days. Well, that should be this coming Monday. Uh, Interesting that they would, uh, perhaps they picked that day because it's a holiday. People aren't going to be paying any attention to it. I don't know. I'm hoping they can slip this thing in. But they're going to be unveiling it soon enough. And so what can we do to stop this, right? Now, certainly we can do things on our own to try to escape this, but there's some things that can be done by states as well. And Alex Newman uh, talks about this at The New American. He said nullification has been, it still is, effectively used to prevent the enforcement of unconstitutional federal laws and other actions. And how can, but how can states nullify federal spending? Federal spending. Opponents of nullification, including those calling for an Article 5 convention, uh, what Phyllis Schlafly called the con-con because it is a giant con, the idea of a constitutional convention. This is another one of the things in which I have a big issue with Mark Levin. He is a big pusher of this. Oh, we got to have a constitutional convention in order to balance the budget. Well, these politicians who won't balance the budget are the same ones who are going to be writing the Constitution, Levin. And then what else are they going to do? Because you can't trust these people. I'm sorry, I don't see any Jeffersons or Madisons on the horizon uh, to uh, write a new constitution. So I, I'm a big no on all of that. Uh, I wouldn't be interested in Mark Levin rewriting the constitution either, let me tell you that. Uh, but nevertheless, um, pushing a so-called balanced budget amendment with all the loopholes, all the issues that, okay, we'll just rewrite the whole thing. Uh, they frequently claim that nullification is helpless to rein in the federal government's reckless spending. However, says Alex Newman, such claims are false. States can use nullification to stop unconstitutional federal spending, just as they can use it to stop other federal usurpations. There are at least two specific ways states can do this. One way is for the state legislatures to enact a State Sovereignty and Federal Tax Funds Act, also referred to as an escrow law. Under this law, Federal taxes would be first required to go into a special fund controlled by the state government. The state would then calculate the percentage of constitutional federal spending, meaning for purposes specifically enumerated in the Constitution for the federal government. Then the state would send only that percentage of the funds to the Internal Revenue Service. Depending on the specific bill versions introduced, the remaining funds would either go towards state expenditures currently reliant on federal funding thus ensuring the state is financially independent, or they would be returned to the taxpayers. You see, it's always the money, isn't it? The money is how they get us to do what they want, which is why, you know, when, as I point out, when people want to excuse Trump, uh, it truly is about the money. Because 
he kept the money flowing, which implies consent. It doesn't just imply it. It, it he funded it. He produced everything that these people were doing as far as a lockdown goes and everything else, the mask regulations. If you don't like what Newsom is doing, if you don't like what Cuomo and Whitmer and Pritzker and all these rest, the rest of these people are, you just cut off the money to them. It's just that simple. The federal government does it all the time. Well, two can play that game, can't they? You know, states could do it as well. I don't approve of the spending that you were doing, so we're going to cut it off. Now, the problem I see is that um, uh, certainly if the states had the willpower to do that, they could protect individuals from <clears throat> they could protect individuals from uh, armed IRS agents because there's going to be a lot more of them now. You know, <laughs> uh, they could uh, use local law enforcement, state law enforcement, say you're going to leave the people here in this state alone. Problem is, there's so many different businesses that do business across state lines, and and the real problem with the Internal Revenue System is that uh, prior to that enactment, there was, and, and this is the key thing too, a, a more productive thing would be for the states to challenge the, um, the legitimacy of the income tax law and its passage, which is what a lot of individual tax protesters have done. And they lose on that because they don't want to hear it. Yeah. It's like, uh, I have a question about this. Uh, I'm sorry, we're not going to hear that. Next question. And the idea that we're going to have the state government that is going to stand in the gap in the first place is a fantasy. You know, I'd like to believe that could happen, but it isn't going to happen. And, and then the, what would happen it would be the government, the uh, businesses rather, in that particular state would come after the state because the, um, the federal government would use this against the individual businesses to say, oh, okay, well, we're going to block you, take you out of the financial system, seize your money or whatever, because you're not just doing business in this particular state. It's going to require something else. And, and he does touch on it. You know, it's going to require that um, you're going to have to do something positive, not just nullify. He said, state legislators are often reluctant to nullify unconstitutional federal laws as they fear losing their federal funding in retaliation, because that's the way the federal government always does. Very quickly, retaliates by taking away money. That's why Trump approved of everything, because he kept the money flowing, and tens of billions to each of these governors. An escrow bill is one of the strongest responses to this threat and would remind the federal government of the proper limited place in the U.S. system of government. I think you need to attack the foundation. If the states want to do something, they need to attack the foundation of the income tax bill. Because prior to that, uh, it was always the money that the federal government got was sent to it by the states. It was an appropriation to the states, that type of thing. And then with the income tax, they directly taxed citizens instead of the tax flowing through the states. So before you could do anything about that, I think you would have to attack that foundation. Uh, this bill is been introduced in multiple states in previous years, including Georgia, Missouri, Ohio, Oklahoma, and Washington. However, no state has thus far enacted it into law. Another way that states can rein in unconstitutional federal spending is to nullify the Federal Reserve. Now we're talking about something important here uh, and, and possible. 
And I think uh, Ram, Ron Paul was right when he said we've got to uh, audit it because uh, once you audit it, can you imagine what a can of worms that would be and how people uh, would see what this is truly about? And if you shine the sunlight on it, then um, that's going to be the end of it. And, and so I think that was a perfect plan by Ron Paul. And it just goes to show you how protective these people are because they won't even allow it to be audited. Everybody look at this and say, well, sure, you ought to be able to audit it. We should have some transparency about what our government is doing, especially with this organization that is private but pretends that it's governmental. Can we have an audit of that because of the power that they have? No, the Biden administration, as we saw with Omarova, this full-on Marxist, wanted to give all power over the economy to this private organization, the Federal Reserve. Get rid of all the banking system that we have completely. And so uh, Alex Newman says, states can rein in the unconstitutional federal spending uh, another way, and that's to nullify the Federal Reserve, uh, which itself is unconstitutional, and its current monopoly on currency. The central bank's ability to create money has encouraged Congress to engage in reckless spending. See, that's the real thing. If you're serious about this, Levin and the rest of you people pushing this con-con, uh, go after the Federal Reserve. Don't try to create a new constitution, because that's what we're going to wind up with a convention. Uh, but they don't want to go after Federal Reserve, which tells you where they are, actually. Uh, states have already enacted legislation taking steps in this direction. Uh, for example, 42 states have abolished or curtailed sales taxes on precious metals, such as gold and silver, a major step toward treating them as money. The states that have not done so are Hawaii, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, New Jersey, New Mexico, Vermont, and Wisconsin. So unless you live in those states that I just mentioned, those eight states, you can buy gold and silver without sales tax. And by the way, you can buy it at davidknight.gold, which Tony, who did the show yesterday, uh, Tony has a wise wolf gold. Davidknight.gold just takes you to Tony and lets him know that you came through me. So um, again, unless you're in Hawaii, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, New Jersey, New Mexico, Vermont, and Wisconsin, unless you're in those states, you can buy gold and silver without a sales tax, which means that's the first step towards treating it as money. Meanwhile, three states, Oklahoma, Utah, and Wyoming, have explicitly reaffirmed the validity of gold and silver as legal tender, further encouraging their use in competition with the Federal Reserve notes, which are nothing more than elastic fiat currency. And you know what happens when something's really elastic? It bounces. <laughs> Roll it up in a ball and it bounces. That's what this, uh, these, this fiat uh, stuff is going to do. Additionally, Texas has taken the step of creating a state precious metals depository, further reducing state dependence on the Fed. Tennessee has enacted legislation to study the creation of its own depository. So uh, if we cannot uh, get the states do anything. I mean, ultimately, uh, you can take measures yourself by making sure that you have money that's outside the CBDC system. However, I, I think we should try to put pressure on some of the legislators who, if there's enough people who contact them, I, I, that's far more powerful than you think. Because I remember about 30 years ago, 
in North Carolina, when homeschooling was still this extreme thing that only conspiracy theorists and radical Christians did, uh, that uh, the very politically connected and, and powerful teachers unions decided they were going to stamp it out in North Carolina. And so they got some Democrats to put up some bills, and the legislature was controlled by Democrats, both houses. And uh, the, uh, the, uh, the governorship was controlled by Democrats as well. So they, they completely controlled the government. And so they put this thing up. It was going to ban homeschooling. And the call went out to the few homeschoolers that were out there, and uh, they got everybody to write a letter. And so uh, the state government just got inundated with letters. And, you know, of course, they're not going to read them all. They're, they're just measuring them by the pound. And they had a lot of pounds. So they got tons of letters. <laughs> and they backed off. And it's like, wow. First of all, give God the credit. Uh, because uh, he was making it available for people who wanted to actually step into their role as parents, guides, and mentors to their children instead of giving them over to the state. But uh, it was also uh, shows the, the fact that even against the most powerful government bureaucracy lobby, uh, a massive wave of letters can make a difference. And so never give up on that. Never be so cynical that you don't uh, get involved in that. Common Man. They created Common Core to dumb down our children. They created Common Past to track and control us. Their Commons Project to make sure the commoners own nothing and the communist future. They see the common man as simple, unsophisticated, ordinary. But each of us has worth and dignity created in the image of God. That is what we have in common. That is what they want to take away. Their most powerful weapons are isolation, deception, intimidation. They desire to know everything about us while they hide everything from us. It's time to turn that around and expose what they want to hide. Please share the information and links you'll find at thedavidnightshow.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you can't support us financially, please keep us in your prayers. TheDavidKnightShow.com.